Hey everyone, King Kyrie here. I know it's been kind of a while since I posted last, but I'm working on series now, uh, getting more uh, guest hosts to speak on different subjects that they are passionate about. So I'd like uh, for y'all to all be patient with me. I appreciate you for being consistent listeners. If you are consistent listeners and just know that you are beloved. I do enjoy speaking on these topics and I'm glad I have an audience, no matter how large or how small, that would like to... um, listen to what I have to say. Moving forward, uh, this particular episode is about the controversial uh, Cuties film. And when I saw it like trending on um, Twitter, I didn't know what the heck the people were talking about. And it, it there was so much talk about, you know, child pedophilia, pornography, all of this over-the-top extra explicit stuff. And I was like, there's no way that Netflix would approve a movie like that. So I go ahead and I uh, Googled and did some research on it. It's a foreign film that won an indie award for something, and Netflix decided that they were going to run it on their platform. And so after looking it up and looking up the reviews internationally and domestic, I came to the conclusion that people that were bitching and boycotting uh, this film were doing it unfairly they were believing in whatever someone told them or whatever clips they saw and they were providing their own context what the movie was about um at that point i had not seen the film and so i was under the impression that people were blowing this out of proportion what i'd like to tell everyone now um that i've seen the film is that you have to understand that different cultures view things quite differently than us. I've said it before in many other podcasts that I believe that America is sexually frustrated, that we have no idea how to talk about sensuality and sexuality, especially when it comes to teaching our youth about these subjects. This film, after watching it, highlights the ignorance of certain cultures within another culture that completely ignore everything around them because the main character of this film is Muslim and her mother views things differently than the way she does than the way the main character does and the reasoning for that is that they grew up in different countries just because you grow up within your household and you're told to listen to this culture and follow this culture does not mean you are going to necessarily and that's what this film was about it was about the struggle for seeking her own personal identity away from the teachings of her personal like or her family's culture and a lot of people i don't think understood that now I will break off and say that Netflix did a piss poor job in advertising this film. So if people are going to boycott the film uh, because of the way a Netflix portrayed it, I can see why. They they showed a lot of very suggestive uh, like screenshots or posters, and it was just not good. It was very tasteless. And to quote someone on Twitter, uh, a pedophile's wet dream. I, I will agree with that, that the, the, some of the uh, posts and some of the pictures that Netflix chose to run with for their marketing strategy 
was abhorrent. It, it was a, a completely unnecessary and very hard to imagine their thought process behind that. I mean, if y'all thought that Britney Spears, when she first came out, I think she was 16, 17 years old, and being portrayed and photographed in very sexual, very suggestive positions was bad, some of the posters that uh, Netflix decided to go with were outright disgusting. Um, as someone who was a victim of uh, molestation as a child, I take pedophilia very seriously. And I completely disagree with the tone that the marketing campaign for this film was created for and pushed by Netflix. But that being said, the film itself, I didn't see much wrong with it. I do understand how some people... If you had seen it, we're like, oh, well, this part was just like way too much. There were there were quite a few times when uh, you had young girls uh, twerking and you had them doing things in very suggestive situations like the main character, you know, wanted to be seen as cool, as sexy. So she was uh, 11 years old and she decided to take a screenshot or a, no, a picture of her private parts and post them online using one of her family friend's uh, cell phone that she stole from him. The implications there are just bad. Like, that particular thing was just bad. However, the importance of that part, of that scene, cannot be overlooked. I understand that it makes people uncomfortable, but the fact of the matter is, kids are doing shit like that now. And I know from personal experience as a teacher that you've got young kids who are 11 and 12 years old entering sixth grade and they are taking pictures of their private parts and sending them to other people and in return getting other people's private parts. And they're not knowing the seriousness of that offense because if a child were to do that, that is considered a solicitation of a minor or something like that. Not, no, not solicitation. What is it? What is it? Distribution of something involving a minor. It's something along those lines. And it's, it's, it's a felony, for one. And it also puts you on a sex offender list. I'm not sure for how long, if you're a minor, doing it to another minor. But the fact of the matter is, they're breaking the law. Uh, this is a foreign film, so I'm not sure if their laws are the same, but here in America, that is something that people need to understand, that if your child has access to a device, like a cell phone, tablet, whatever, and they can send pictures of their hoo-ha or their ding-dong to other people, that they are, in fact, breaking the law, and if they are caught, it's going to be very serious consequences, and it can ruin their lives forever. And it's these kinds of talks, these kinds of conversations that people are not having with their children. Because if, if they were, uh, me as a teacher, I would not have had to deal with some of the things that I dealt with. And I was only a teacher for a year, y'all. And the amount of overly charged sexual energy between some of those students was just, it was, it was, it was odd, for one thing. Because I re remember when I was in grade school, when I was in middle school, that that shit never happened. At least not as prevalent as it has been happening in the schools that I've worked in. And I remember going to school, doing my studies, hanging out with my friends, talking about stuff, but it was never, ever, like, explicitly sexual. And this was before smartphones, though. So I will say that technology may be to blame for some of the things that are occurring now 
and they're happening more often. And we grew up in an age when this never was a thing, so we don't think to think about it. But as a teacher who's seen it, I'm like, yeah, we've got to, you know, start making uh, some more decisions about what's going on and how we're going about this. And Cutie sort of takes that and hold on for a minute, y'all. My dog is walking around and he's a puppy. I don't want him to poop anywhere. Come here. He doesn't speak. He doesn't bark. So I'm just going to pick him up. And there he goes. He's on the couch. So Cuties um, has this way of, you know, talking about these things and it rubs people the wrong way because, like I said before, we don't think to think about it because we've never had to before. Now it's the time to talk about this and have this conversation. It's important to talk to both young girls and young boys about the problems and the struggles and the issues involved with being overly sexual at a young age. Um, when it comes to STDs, when it comes to the law, they don't. They think they're above it, or they they think that they're fine because they're young enough not to have to deal with it, and that's just not the case. Um, going on to the movie, you have um, some of these girls at the beginning. They are like the mean girls, and this girl who's the main character, the Muslim girl, wants to fit in, and so she decides that she's going to start, you know, being their their yes girl. Anything they say, oh yes. And then she starts becoming more and more popular with them for being the yes girl and doing things like there was one time when they convinced her to take a phone and go and record in the boys bathroom this uh, quote unquote hot guy's penis. That right there is extremely dangerous. Having someone, no matter how old they are, go in and try to record a child's genitals is a huge issue and it's a huge law that's being broken and these kinds of things are not okay that's one thing that and they, of course they didn't show anything i mean they're all um kids so there was nothing going on it's the situation that i think people were oppressed about because they're like how can they like show this how can they tell this girl to go and you know do this even if it is fake and it's because it needs to happen because these different conversations, these different scenes that are taking place are very important talking points and people are ignoring those facts. Like if you have a child and you're listening to this right now, I'm not saying, you know, go question them about everything they've done. But every now and again, like my cousin does with her children, you should go through their phones and see who they're talking to, what apps they have downloaded and go into their videos, go into their pictures, because you may find some things that you did not know were there. Because um, this happened because one of my cousin's uh, kids um, was told to go and look up something pornographic on her phone. She was told to go look up um, girls scissoring or something like that online. And she ended up finding out it was porn. And unfortunately, her device was not, uh, I guess, child safe. So she was, if I'm not mistaken, 12 or 13 years old, maybe even younger than that. Uh, and she had gotten a hold of porn and it fucked up her, her, uh, her phone because she couldn't get it off. And so she tried to hide it. Well, she had fallen asleep and I was like, what is that noise? Apparently the phone had, uh, been like glitching and going off and all you heard was female sounds of 
sexual pleasure and I look at her phone and it's lesbian porn and I take it to her mom and I'm like so this is what I found on her phone it was unlocked and this is what this was playing and this was like at two o'clock three o'clock in the morning and so I told her I don't know who she was talking to or how she ended up searching this up but this is something that I think you should address and she, of course my cousin took it very seriously she spoke with her brought her dad got her dad involved and they talked to her and they figured out how she got access to this stuff first of all how she was able to even look it up and it was because someone else at her school which was a private school by the way told her what to look up and it's those kinds of things that cutie sort of talks about um are they more graphic about it I would say yes, because there was a, a time when uh, the main character was uh, being called a whore by her mother and her, uh, her they called her auntie, but she could have been her grandmother or just a family friend who happened to be the, a matriarch in her own right, and they decided that they were going to uh, splash her or do something with holy oil and holy water, and while this was going on, you had her like on the floor like twerking almost. And I know it's, it was a combination of like spiritual and dance, but it was very provocative and it made me uncomfortable to watch it. Uh, but the fact of the matter is you had her glorifying the things that she had seen on TV and from her friends. And so she just enjoyed all of that because she didn't realize how harmful it is or how it would be viewed. And so moving forward from that scene, you have like images flashing in her mind of like rappers and people you know singing and twerking and half naked and it, it, it's it's very hard to look at that and realize that in America uh, we as adults and, and don't get me wrong even as kids we idolize that stuff I know growing up I had a huge issue listening to very provocative and strongly, uh, like, language-like lyrics from music. Like, uh, when CeeLo Green's uh, Forget You came out, or Fuck You, whatever you want to call it, came out, I could not listen to the original version. I had to listen to the clean version. And even now, to this point, I actually have the clean version on my iPod. I don't like the dirty version. There are times when I would go out and I would be like, okay, I need to find the clean version of this song because... I didn't realize there was all the swearing in it. Fast forward to today, you know, 10 years later, I'm no longer in high school, of course. I don't care as much, but looking back at it now, if I were a kid now, and some of the songs that came out like WAP, Wet Ass Pussy, uh, came out, I would be extremely, like, concerned. Like, I would not want to listen to that. I'd be like, this is the worst thing in the world. And I, to this day, I have never heard that song in its entirety, I have heard uh, little tidbits and clips from it, and I know that it was on the news, you know, how offensive it was, yada, yada, yada. And to an extent, I agree, because these sorts of media are not being policed properly by parents. Parents don't seem to understand how harmful it can be, and you've got young girls and you've got young boys who are talking about wops, wet-ass pussy, walking around schools, walking around parks, and showing their friends the videos. And the videos are sometimes softcore porn. Like, if you were to watch softcore porn and then go and you watch some of these videos, these music videos, there's not much difference. And so that's one of the things that Cuties talks about. 
it's the, the music videos that these girls are watching, that these guys are watching, that they're idolizing because these stars are doing it and they're making so much money doing it and talking about their body parts and it, it, it makes them feel good for some reason. I I understand that the reasoning behind uh, Cardi B's intent for creating WAP it's to uh, I guess, you know, empower women to talk about their bodies more often because you have men who talk about their penises all the time, which I can't, I can't agree with. When you talk about a penis, like girls can do it, boys can do it, but talk about a vagina, and it's like, oh no, you're, you're obscene, you're disgusting, how dare you, don't talk about that. And it's, uh, it's a huge double standard, but at the same time, the delivery, in my opinion, could have been done more, um, not classically, I, I guess classy is a better word, because I don't think it's very classy at all. There is very few, uh, there are very few rap videos that I've seen as of late that I would consider classy when it comes to talking about sexual stuff. And they're extremely explicit about it. I'm sorry, my nose is going out of control. It's the season and it's just crazy. But anyway, I digress again. Um, cuties, uh, there's a competition and they're trying to win it. It's this dance competition, and they believe that they have to look at these music videos that they're obsessed with, and they've got to copy what's going on. So the entire time, it's like, let's do this dance competition. Let's nail it. Let's get it. Let's do it. And they end up going to this dance competition after everything that's happened throughout the movie, and they're dancing to this song that is really inappropriate, and they're dancing so erotically, so sexually, that these girls are being booed by the audience. And the main character, who wanted the approval of the girl so much, finally realized, as she was dancing, that maybe this was not the best idea. And so she ends up running away from the dance competition. It wasn't over. It was the middle of their song, and she just bolts. And she's like, this is, this is not what I wanted. I wanted to be, you know, popular. I wanted to have friends, but not this way. And so she runs home. And as the, right now, her father's getting remarried to someone else and uh, the wedding's taking place. She goes upstairs, she finds uh, some clothes to put on. And instead of, you know, being provocative, she dresses like a normal kid and she goes out and she sees these girls jump roping. And she decides to ask them, hey, is it okay if I jump rope with you? And they say yes. And as she's jump roping, a huge smile plays across her face. And it's a smile that we have not seen from the, this girl, the, from the main character at all throughout the entire movie. It sort of implies that when she stopped to take the time to just be a kid, she was happier. And I, my brother didn't see it that way. I saw it that way because the entire time she had like this crestfallen look. She was always, um, you know, slumped over her shoulder. She just didn't have much confidence. The moment she was done with being, you know, this girl, this image of sexual uh, identity uh, of whatever she wanted to classify herself as, she decided that she was going to be a kid and this huge smile played across her face. And as she jumped rope, the uh, camera got closer and closer and it just, and the smile got bigger and bigger and she just kept jumping up and down, up and down. And then that's when the credits started rolling. And so that's why I sort of came to the conclusion that I came to that when she finally realized what she was idolizing wasn't real and that there were actual outcomes to this uh, type of behavior, she decides that she's going to change her ways and decides, you know what, let, let me just try being a kid for once. And she realized that, that doing that 
was just a lot easier and it made her happier. Uh, going about that in this film, I think was very, very fitting and it makes a lot of sense because I think if a lot of kids stopped trying to impress their peers, stopped trying to be, you know, the new it thing, uh, they would be a lot happier if they could just be children, just be kids. And they, I don't think they could get the time out of their, to, to actually ask themselves what it is that they want. Of course kids wouldn't do that because they just, they don't have the capacity to look past today. And it's not their fault, developmentally speaking. I feel like we put them in positions that they're not ready for. And it's doing them a huge disservice because we don't tell them, first off, that they're not ready for it. But second of all, we don't explain to them the different consequences, as I've said earlier. So cutesies or cuties, whatever it is, uh, was a decent film. If I were to give it a rating, I would rate it a uh, probably a B+. Plus. But at the same time, a lot of people need to get past their preconceived notions about what the film is about. Uh, talk to Netflix about changing their, you know, their marketing uh, and advertising for this film to make it more fitting to what the movie's about and educate people on the things that their children are getting into. Because I think that is the main takeaway that the parents are not involved in their children's lives and children are learning from each other. There was also one instance where you had uh, a girl who was in a park and she found a condom on the ground. She didn't know what it was, thought it was a balloon and decided to blow it up. And all the girls were freaking out and, you know, saying it's gross, it's dirty. And they decided to wash her mouth out with, like, soap. And it's those kinds of things that... Come on, we know as adults that shit's not going to work. If there's something in there, she's going to have an issue. But at the same time, it's like no one taught that girl anything. She's like, I didn't know. I didn't know. How was I supposed to know? And that's a problem. They're being shown all of this explicit adult content with no supervision, and they're expected to know right off the bat what it is about, the entire content, the entire context, and the consequences for if they act in this way. And the truth is they don't. This movie highlighted that fact, and those are important things to talk about. I think parents and people boycotting this film need to take the time out of their lives to actually sit down and watch it to absorb its message and talk to themselves realistically about why it makes them uncomfortable. If it makes you uncomfortable to watch, why? And if you have kids your age, would you expect them to know all the things those girls got into and why they were considered bad. Uh, I, I did express myself on Twitter about, I'm not sure why people are so upset about it. And some guy straight up called me like a pedophile and a freak and a creep. And I was like, yeah, whatever, buddy, you don't know me. I didn't respond to that. I just thought it was funny uh, that he would go out of his way to sort of create his own context about me. People who want to watch this film, don't feel bullied or pressured or being told that it's going to make you be it's it's going to make you seem like you're something you're not. Uh, I watched it for educational purposes. I mean, obviously I'm gay and it's about a bunch of girls being sexualized, so there's no sexual energy coming from me. Uh, my past being molested, I was not I was not going to subject anyone to that. I don't want to see anyone subjected to that, and I'm glad that this, that movie did not have any of that in it. I mean, honestly, there was no, you know, adults really lusting after, uh, 
these girls, with the exception of one part when they, they sneak into a laser tag place and one of the security guards uh, is like, we're going to kick you out. The other security guard is like, what are y'all doing here? And they're like, we're dancers, watch. And he's watching these girls dance, and it's very uncomfortable to watch because the other security guard's like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, wait, 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 watching these girls dance in this really erotic situation. And then he finally just lets them go because I guess he got his jollies off or got his, you know, the material he needs to go whack off in the bathroom. But it was very uncomfortable to watch and I, it, it was just bad. And so I don't uh, agree with, you know, that particular part. And I don't agree with people insinuating that I am like that security guard for wanting to watch this film. Anyway, I'm done talking. If you want to check out the film, if you have Netflix, I advise you to watch it. I will say that uh, if you're not an educational film person, that this movie is going to be really boring to you. Uh, But if you're one of those people that has a young daughter or has a young girl in their life that is sort of, you know, heading down a very sexualized path, I highly recommend you watch this to see what she could potentially get herself into and have these talks before, you know, preemptive strike. Let's talk about this before it gets out of control. Anyway, this is King Kyrie signing off. Thank you for listening and peace out for now, y'all. Love it.